Alrighty. Oh, this is working. Alright. Just want to see if it works so we can mute. Alright, that, that muted. Alright, okay. Let's give it, let's see. Open the, that, alright. Okay. So far, so good. Uh, pause. Unpause. I could even talk mid-sentence. What happened? Hey, hey. I think it's working. I think we're good. Only took 20, 20 minutes. And now I can actually do a very rare live podcast. Well, somewhat live. I mean, I paused that one moment. But I figure this could be really fun. Let's give it a try, shall we? So, so I'm going to do something very weird. Uh, I'm going to use SoundDraw. Now, if you don't know what SoundDraw is, it's an AI music service. And I know, I know, I should really get one uh, an artist to make some some theme song and some music for this. But I figure I this is a not a visual podcast, and AI art is typically ugly. I wanted to try our hand at a little fun podcast idea. So th th I have a whole lot of random options here. So let's just, um, I want something c comedy, gaming. Um, I want some, like, like that will work. And cinematic and broadcasting. <laughs> sure. <laughs> And it comes up with a bullshit theme song that I'm sure is going to sound terrible. All right, so ready? So, so for today's episode, this is our podcast theme song. And obviously, if you would rather make a theme song for us, let let me know in in social medias because I would rather have an artist uh, than this. Um, but no one's obviously listening to this podcast. Who cares? Say hey, theme song. Okay, well, that's, I guess, I guess that's our theme song? That's, that's pretty shit to tell you the truth. Um. <laughs> How's it going? Welcome to uh, the show. Uh, sound AI, it doesn't work, I don't like it, but I, I figure it, it's, it's worth, it's, you know what the problem is? It just sounded like what what some random some random notes and someone said, "Yes, this is going to be very viable. We don't need to hire a composer for this." It just just hire a composer. <laughs> People spent like years perfecting playing music and a computer just going just didn't sound good. Um in fact, I would rather get like a whole sound font library and then just hit random and see what happens instead. Because that's her AI world we live in. Hi, welcome to the show. Um, 
we're trying a little bit something different here today. If you noticed, we're so obviously we had to change the podcast again. Um, first of all, we have some uh, we have a cool AI theme song, <laughs> I guess. Um, additionally, we have some nice lo-fi beats to talk to. Because that's apparently something people do now on podcasts where there's one person talking is you just get copyright free lo-fi beats and you talk and you just hope Spotify doesn't copyright claim you out when they say copyright free and it's not. Anyway, today's episode is brought to you by Starry. I'm drinking a Starry at the moment this late at night. Delicious. All right. So... Anyway, I hope you guys are having a pleasant Friday. As I said, we try to update this whenever I feel like. And um, obviously I wanted to do more this week, but this was the only time I had uh, to podcast. <clears throat> so, uh, recently, there's a whole lot of things on my mind. Uh, so it's, it's again, another one of these random uh, update talk ones like we do recently. But now there's a lo-fi beat, so does it really matter... You get some nice chill beats and you hear a guy ramble for a few minutes. Um, so the the first thing is first. Um, here's what's been on my mind. Uh, first of all, uh, we, we've already kind of beat over the, 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 the dead horse here with the with the fall guys Fortnite uh, discussion Fortnite fun. Fall Guys losing its luster. And uh, it got me thinking about uh, the video games. You ever heard of these games? They're very fun. So, um, here, here's what, what it led me to talk about is um, the future of games. And Kirby is just, just came out. Uh, Steam, all of this, uh, video games. I feel like I'm just, I just drew a blank. <laughs> this is a rarity. <laughs> is the lo-fi music what's throwing me off? Uh, no, it's, so, uh, life service games obviously are crashing and burning left and right. We've already talked about that a few weeks ago. Uh, the next thing we're noticing is this whole monopolization of AAA gaming and up ahead in E3. Is there a need for E3 is big question right now. And the short answer is obviously not really because everything's on social media and YouTube and you can control your narrative as as the, as the weirdos on wrestling Twitter would tell you. Uh, so it, it, it becomes this like amazing uh, idea where the only thing that I worry about is indie games. But currently, as we are speaking, the uh, the game everyone's been talking about is Pizza Tower. Pizza Tower is obviously people's uh, choice for possible game of the year contender. Hi-Fi Rush, also a fantastic game. Which leads me to today's sponsor, Hogwarts Legacy. Hogwarts Legacy brings people... No, no, no. We've already talked about Hogwarts Legacy as well. And uh, the, the the whole discourse with Harry Potter. And I, it's a shitty fucking game. I, I, I don't... Look, look, the thing I'm trying to keep bringing up here is I don't think people really like this game. 
I think they're just talking themselves into liking it. It just that's how it feels like on all of social media. It's like forget the trans uh, like discourse with J.K. Rowling because J.K. Rowling sucks ass. Trans rights are human rights. It's all coming down to the Harry Potter fan. It, it's they're saying like this is the Harry Potter game I've always wanted, but n- n- no, they don't. It looks like because if it's what you've always wanted, then you just wanted fucking Anthem. You just wanted Gotham Knights. That's not. I don't think that's what people kind of wanted. I think they kind of honestly, you know, if I if I had to actually give for a sake of argument credit to Harry Potter people and Harry Potter nerds. I don't think this is what you fucking want. I think if there's two kinds of people who love Harry Potter, ones that want to be like in the Harry Potter Hogwarts, like I want to be with Hermione and I want to be with Harry Potter and I want to say hi to Harry Potter. I want to be Harry Potter, like that weird kind of kind of like Star Wars, you know, like you want to be Luke Skywalker. And then the opposite camp is you want to headcanon your original character. Do not steal. Right, that's that's kind of the other story of a Hogwarts. Um, and if that's the case, then what you want is a fucking MMO. You want it to be like a World of Warcraft, where your character always progresses and there's always something to do. But Hogwarts Legacy has a, has a story. It has beginning, middle, and end. Your headmaster cheats on you. Uh, it turns out that the black uh, student you befriend uh, isn't really uh, is a double crosser. So don't trust black people. It's basically what the game's trying to teach you. Also, don't trust Jews. It's a Harry Potter game. You shouldn't be surprised. Um, <clears throat> but there's also more discourse going on with this game that I have to actually talk about for some reason uh i don't really have to but so the uh the game got cracked did did you hear this The, the 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 bad game got cracked um and it has some very vulgar language so Let's see here. Um, I hate the fact that this is all live. <laughs> Let's see here. So it's. Uh, I have to. I hate the fact that I have to do this while typing. Because I mean, I could pause, but like the audio is going to sound weird. Oh, I'll do it. All right. So there's this uh, person named Empress. And apparently, if you just look them up, the first thing you get is something from Joker Productions. Oh, God damn it. <laughs> uh, Hogwarts Legacy cracked Empress versus Woe Culture. Yeah, that just tells you everything you need to know. Oh, jeez. And it sounds like there's a lot of oof. I was going to read this off, but it's, um, well, I think it's this person might have like, a might have a bit of a problem. <laughs> yeah. It just looks like a bad game. 
All right. So I was going to go through the cracked story. Um, essentially, what the lady was was trying to say was uh, how much you know. It's the like the worst kind of every kind of gamer. It was what I was trying to get at. It's the how dare the publishers sell for the game, and at the same time also fuck trans people and and proceeds with a whole lot of gay slurs. In a way that's like, oh, this person doesn't get out much. <laughs> In a way that's like, do, do they have any friends? Like, like are, are they only friends like the hacker group that they're friends with to, to crack these games and that's it? Because even then, it's like, you're not really anonymous here. You're, you're, you're trying to be f- famed for cracking these games. That was kind of what I was going to get at. The second part of the discourse because this was the one that was on my mind today is Hogwarts <clears throat> so uh, theme parks uh, currently Disneyland has their 100th and Runaway well- Railway and uh, Universal Studios has Super Nintendo Land and everyone's excited because it's Nintendo properties and the Nintendo with Universal Studios I talked about this on a YouTube video uh, recently playing Fall Guys, and I wanted to talk about it also here because you might as well repeat the same thought process maybe two or three times. And that is, with all of this fucking discourse over the, the shitty Harry Potter and J.K. Rowling, should we protest Universal Studios for the same reasons? I mean, if you go to Universal Studios you can voluntarily go see the Hogwarts ride. That Hogwarts experience is under, it's still like Universal, it's, it's Warner Bros. property, but at the same time, it's also giving money to J.K. Rowling. She also makes some profits. So how much of that deal that Universal Studios makes off this wizardling world of Harry Potter and their like roller coasters does J.K. Rowling make? And at the same time, how much of that goes into your ticket that you're spending? So even though you are not ever going to step foot into the Harry Potter area, you're just there to see Nintendo Land. Is that still worth the price of admission? Is that still worth the price of guilt? Knowing that even by association, you're still hanging out in Harry Potter Land. Because it's still there. You're still giving money to J.K. Rowling. Is there ethical consumption under capitalism? Short answer is, obviously, no. So that's just... That's just how it goes. Now, I like that Nintendo area. But again, I said this... I feel like this is going to be in a repeat episode. I've, I've said this again. I think Nintendo Land would have been better as its own separate theme park. Like, if they just got, like, a Six Flags or, or a Knott's Berry Farm or, or some sort of, like, new park concept altogether. Like an indoor theme park where you can actually expand and do dark rides and little kids rides. Because this is Nintendo. We're, we're not really... I don't think you really should aim for, like, the over-the-top roller coaster unless it's themed around F-Zero or Pilot Wings. Um... It, it should be something more, more. I would say more like a social media driven, like, like for instance, like a like a Pokemon maze, 
or like uh like like i think that's the kind of thing like if there's a way for people to see like if there's a way to have people see pokemon as real and not just on their phone they would want to do that so even if it's just like a dark ride and you're just sitting in a little like like a pokemon snap kind of thing taking photos that would be a much cooler ride than this and also you would have more ip and additionally like i if we're going into this grander scheme of video game adaptations as theme park rides I mean, they did a Tomb Raider ride. There was like a Mass Effect experience, I think, once. I'm sure there's going to be an Uncharted in like Dubai, but it's that's just the way it goes. It's kind of weird, to say the least. Um, so for me, it, it's sort of the, well, you're still making, is J.K. Rowling still making money off the ticket sales at Universal Studios? So even if you don't want to do the Harry Potter ride, you're still giving money to that piece of shit because you like Nintendo. That's that's the the, the discourse. And I'm, I'm, that's the only thing I'm trying to go into because as much as I love Nintendo and video games, it's it's that vague protest of well, I don't know. And is the protest actually working? Because obviously this is a big IP and it's hard to sell her out of the contracts and she wants to be known for her literature-based blackface. That's the best way to kind of describe it at the moment. Um... Anyway, uh, so so it looks fun. I'm happy for all of my friends who have gone to see it. At the same time, I've also seen a few of you play the Hogwarts game. Still kind of weird. Until J.K. Rowling like throws money to trans charities, I don't I don't think she deserves your support. I also think uh, Gray and Lena Ham should be like in an insane asylum somewhere because he's just the most deranged man. Uh, but that's just me. Uh, so, uh, now as we move on, I want to give a quick shout out to two podcasts I have been listening to. That's right, more podcast plugs. Uh, the first is uh, The Read uh, with Van Rubishaw. Uh, Van from Van the Brand as a podcast it's nothing but ad reads like the whole podcast is like six to eight to nine minutes long talking about an ad read and there's things like septa mobile there is a vpn services and it starts out like just the classic ad read of what they tell the podcasters to read and it's just diverges into this great meta commentary on podcasting and the ad reads themselves because it, it, it skews everything from the podcaster themselves obviously never knew this company never knew the brand before so they're just reading something and not care all the way to 
when the podcaster says, I have used this and it's the best and clearly they have never used it nor know what it is. It's he's a very good presenter, very good actor in that. And that's what I think is so great about the read because it, it tells you the product there's still like a promo code. Everything is still the same as a read, but just the way it's interpreted is what makes it an entertaining podcast. So if you want some meta commentary on podcasting and marketing and reading, check out the read. Uh, it's on van.labs. Um, additionally, uh, Brian Quimby, formerly of Street Fight, uh, one of my favorite left-leaning podcasts, has this great new podcast called Guys. Uh, and the best way to describe guys is game shows, I suppose, but guys. <laughs> because, like, the way uh, I, I've seen recently, I way it has been pitched to me is every week is a new set of guys. So, like, classic rock guys was this week's episode, and then there was uh, porn guys in the first episode. So, every week there is like a new group of guys you know whether it's their hobbies or interests and much like how brian does shocktober with like the shock jocks in that kind of culture he does it with groups of people that are kind of that weird unhinged group so maybe one week and i don't know it, it could be the rockabilly kind of guys or it could be um truck guys who are just big on truck culture uh, and, and just go into it because there's no matter what section of the internet even if it's just something we love like video games or anime there's always that weird subsection of guy and you know what I'm talking about that's very weird and he does this I don't know what is his secret maybe it's because of his years doing podcasting and radio but he knows brilliantly how to dissect a shock jock and like that kind of culture in the same way that um, that rap rock culture of the of the early 2000s in a way that he can put those kind of perspectives into weird things like classic rock aficionados uh, or the weird people who leave comments on Pornhub. That's kind of what we're dealing with in a way that reminds me a bit of like what something awful's like website used to do, like showcasing weird sections of the Internet and then sort of never did because low tax sucks ass. And, and Brian is just great. So for me, it just has that old something awful message board mentality. But at the same time, instead of just hey, look at this dumb piece of shit. It is, well, look what this weirdo is saying. But just so you know, here's why we think it's kind of weird and why it's dumb, because <laughs> X, Y, and Z. It's mostly gatekeeping. It's mostly insecurities. It's mostly always a projection of something going on in their personal lives into something that people generally probably like. <laughs> it becomes kind of funny. Um... That's so. Uh, those are the two podcasts I, I want to shout out right now. Uh, also, also, 
uh, Emily Rose and Vanessa Guerrero, formerly uh, my friends over at G4. If they're, they consider me friends, I don't. I don't have friends. Anyway, they have a podcast called Popcorn and Pixels. It's a it's a, it's a podcast. It's kind of more like a, a a book club, but with movies and video games, where there's a perfect pairing with a popcorn movie and a, a big old video game. So, for instance, uh, the first episode was, uh, I believe they were doing World War II theme. So it was, uh, so I remember they did, they watched Jojo Rabbit and then the first episode, yeah, it was, it was Jojo Rabbit and the Great War. Which I have never played the Great War, but uh, it was a very fantastic episode. So I think they're doing it bi-weekly. So see, I think next week will be a new episode on that. Um, but hey, if you love popcorn and pixels, or more specifically video games and movies, it's actually a nice little podcast. There's a soundboard and it gets a little goofy and fun. So... I can't wait to see how that works out. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, so those are those have been my podcast listens. And as you know, I always like to listen to new podcasts. If you have a podcast you want me to listen to, please hit me up on social media. Just like the theme song thing earlier, but you know how it is. All right. <clears throat> so, so finally. Oh, no, no, there's two. Wait, there's two spaces left. Okay. I had two little things. First off. Uh, uh, this Elon Musk scenario. I it, I know we're just we are what two months now. Everyone thought Twitter was going to crash and burn, and it didn't. But the thing is, even though it didn't crash and burn, the subsection of Twitter is now very funny. Where now, the, there's a new kind of guy, the person who paid eight bucks for a verification to kiss Elon's ass, and just keeps getting destroyed by randos on the internet. I love that. But here's the thing I've noticed, and this is just uh, maybe a perspective from me. Elon Musk steals people's jokes all the time. He steals everyone's ideas. I think that's nothing new. Elon Musk has no creative brain cell. Elon Musk is not a genius. So he just steals other people's work. He just steals jokes. He steals ideas. And he steals memes. He's a meme stealer. So he is a modern-day Eric Bauman, but he's a billionaire instead of just a weird wonk. And that got me really thinking about Ebom Musk. And that's just the way I'm going to keep calling him from for a while now is Ebom Musk. And that is that one of the tweets that I saw recently, and this was bef- during right after the last episode to now, and I wanted to just briefly talk about that, was... He talked about his engagements and likes on a joke post that he stole from somebody. And he said, well, you see, I I know what I'm doing. And it's the saddest thing. Here, here's why it's sad. One of, one of which, it's on Twitter and you fucking own Twitter. Who gives a shit? You own the fucking website. You don't need the notoriety the two he screen caps it and tries to show it off like this is some important thing 
on Twitter the place he owns. And if he wanted to, he could just delete everyone's account but his own and be the only account left. He, he can do that. He owns the fucking site. He'd spent billions of dollars on it. And that, that got me thinking here. <clears throat> we talk about engagements and likes all the time. And we let we do want to be like... Uh, it's going to be a more of a social commentary thing. Elon Musk doesn't need to be a social media personality. And I think the fact that he's bragging about his engagement numbers is very sad. Really sad. Uh, honestly, because he doesn't need to. Not everybody's on Twitter. Not everybody is on social media, but people may know who Elon Musk is and not be online all the time. He, and he can't, and I don't know what's in his bad brain of his, but he's his focus is on just being liked and want like it's the same kind of brain serve that that like Donald Trump has and it's the if you don't like me that's because you're woke and you're against me and I don't like the woke culture cuz they're against me like that kind of just sad boy behavior in a way that is just like look I don't get I there are days where I look at the numbers on my podcasts and videos and stuff I go and I go, oh, I guess no one likes this shit. Okay, well, that sucks. But you know what? What happens? Like, I don't fucking like, I mean, I cry about it, but I don't go against everybody. You Well, you didn't like my podcast because it's your fault. Like, no. It's just not for anybody, and it's just more of like a. It's more of just a pain for me because they, you put all this effort for nothing. Um, but for Elon Musk, you don't have to do any effort, and you get likes. Yeah, so you're gonna steal your own shit. You, it, it makes it so stupid. It's just the dumbest thing. And. I know I'm not the most liked, but like, if something hits, like, okay, that's great. Maybe every so often, the one thing I, I like, I've had videos make a hundred thousand views on YouTube. I have had a Tumblr posts. Well, remember Tumblr? Break almost half a million. Like I, I can quote unquote go viral, but it's every so often. And I, I've noticed this this correlation is uh, maybe it's a social media thing. I'm not a big YouTube Twitch person, at least I'm not anymore. But it seems like for a lot of people, it, the social it, it, there's this weird like there's all these kind of angles. One is you have to keep the numbers consistent and keep your numbers going. You don't want to diverge. And two, it's that you just do it for fun. And then that one kind of video does breaking numbers and then you stop everything and do that. And you stop having fun with it because, well, that's the numbers. I have to do the numbers. And then two, it becomes all numbers. Well, I have 500,000 subscribers and oh, I now I lost subscribers and I, I don't that kind of game. And 
it's just I don't care about like numbers in that regard. I on I honestly think that the the worst part about social media is the numbers. It's the view counts, likes, it is just that the thought process of like you need more numbers, more subscribers, more counts. And that's your drive because that's the only way you can make money, which is another uh, numerical value. It becomes less about, well, I'm just having fun and seeing what happens and more of, I now desperately need to fin figure out my ratings. Like I have to be a TV exec right now. And no, ah, terrible, yuck. And, and to make matters worse, the comments section then fucks with your head because then you get people telling you to go kill yourself. And you're just like, why? Why are you telling me this shit? This no. Or you you go through hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of comments saying you're great, you're wonderful, and then that one bastard says, well, you suck. And then that's all stuck in your head for the remainder of the day. And I'm sure every content creator has had that moment. But th that's. So imagine the, all those kind of things, the, the, the people's fight for the attention and numbers, and then you put it in a whole nother, like, I don't know, you just, you go into a cocaine fever dream of that kind of guy, the, I need to care about the numbers, everything, you, you get fucking Elon Musk. Well, you see my million views, I need more engagement, I need more followers, this is not true, well, this is okay. That is the kind of guy that, social media people try to become and that's that's just horrifying to me because elon musk going into this whole please like me look at the numbers i pull and calling twitter people because you're not the most liked person joe biden somehow is or a celebrity like dwayne johnson because of course they are it's also because maybe politically speaking being against quote-unquote woke culture only presents you with a limited group of people and that's typically suburban white people which is you, yeah the main subscribe like buyers of technology because disposable income but at the same time you're also alienating the likability situation and in the heads up not any twitch streamer or youtuber who has the $20,000 worth of equipment to start up a Twitch channel or start up a YouTube channel likes the guy. Not everyone likes the guy. They have their own kind of policies, their own kind of likes and dislikes. They might not like Elon Musk, but they might be against woke culture. Or maybe uh, they hate Elon Musk, they hate woke culture, and yet they play Harry Potter for some reason. It, it, it's a weird mix of events. Um, so that leads me to the final discussion of the day. Yeah, that's, I'm not coming up with solutions here. I'm just saying a lot of Elon Musk is just every content creator is nothing new. Uh, the final, uh, topic is, uh, movies. A uh, cocaine bear is coming out soon and it looks like fun. Um, but I don't think I'm going to be seeing that this year. Because this is the final uh, note of the day is that my birthday is coming up. Like, I think this might be my last episode before my birthday. 
it is a few days from now literally a few days and unfortunately i have nothing planned uh the last few years i mean pandemic has happened but like it's been a cross between my mom's health and just the exhaustion of taking care of everything at the moment that it's i haven't planned anything for my birthday and i don't think i can either like go out to eat i can't go hang, go to a dave and busters for like a party for one i can't um maybe i'll just order a cupcake delivered here or something to make matters worse all of the birthday stuff like i have like a birthday hat and little fun stuff it's in the closet and then the closet next door to it there's a bit of mold because of a flood that happened outside of this house so i don't think i can go inside the room and get my birthday stuff because of mold this sucks so again i can't really leave the house to celebrate my birthday i can't really hang out with friends even in a group call for my birthday so it's it's a real sad state of affairs to say the least so i i, I don't know what to do and the answer is not going to be podcasting because barely any time to even do that but that leads me to uh one final topic and that is the kirby game uh, i bought that as a treat to myself so i guess there is something kirby boyo um no so so the last thing i wanted to talk about besides my birthday and sad is um is is the consistency going on here um so uh, a big news article going on that i'm reading about is that uh these judge shows are going to a different place i think judge mathis is being owned by byron allen a lot of syndicated shows are being bought up and moving to a streaming service or being trying to sell back to syndication under a new market Additionally, light entertainment shows are typically are now getting the boot. I'm reading over on Bother's Bar that shows like The Masked Dancer, uh, Money Bags, etc. have gotten the boot. And light entertainment is also game shows, reality shows. They're just kind of defining as such. And th that got me kind of thinking here. And this is just the thought process is as we are pivoting more and more into streaming than broadcast television and cable what is going to be the future of game shows still remains a mystery and now here's my big debate here with a show like let's make a deal and the price is right oh yeah but they got rid of you've been framed which is america's funniest home videos in the uk so that means America's Funniest Home Videos could be on the deathbed, ABC, if it's if it decided to close it up after 30, like, four years. 
they can 32 years sorry 32 years they they ended they ended america's funniest home videos in the uk britain's funniest home videos so what shot is afv to continue and likewise other television shows of that nature i i don't think like if you're thinking about like what is the main tv shows people are talking about or watching i don't really see a whole fandom for ncis i don't see a whole fandom for even american auto or the reboot of night court what i'm seeing is people talk about the mandalorian stranger things uh succession things that you can get on a subscription-based service whether it's hbo max or showtime anytime which is now on paramount plus so I think Paramount Plus might be okay. I think Peacock might be okay because of Poker Face. What about the syndicated shows? Specifically the big three, Family Feud, Jeopardy, Will Fortune. Because it's sounding like more and more as we're looking into this, it, it, it's gonna continue, it's gonna extend out and be like there for three, four, five years. But I think they're just kicking a can to see what happens. Because it just seems like an inevitability that a lot of this stuff ends up being like traded into a into a media place like a Tubi or a Pluto. And that that got me kind of wondering. Because a lot of syndicated shows are already making the pivot to YouTube. You can watch 25 words or less today's episode on YouTube. I don't know the viewer and figures. I'm pretty sure probably low 2000s, but at least it's up there. It's making me wonder, is that really where the future is going to head into? Is it YouTube? Is it going to be go to Jeopardy.com to see a new episode? Or are they going to sell the syndicated rights to a Hulu or a Disney or Peacock? And it's going to be up to a network now to cover a game show. That's, yep, that's a question. That is what I'm worrying about. Because something like The Price is Right, Let's Make a Deal, they're still on Paramount Plus, um, but the studio space that they're on is about to close down, so they need to move. In the big debate, everyone's been saying is, well, where are they moving to? Uh, so most likely Radford or Hollywood Center Studios. But the second question is not so much where, it's for how long. Because, yes, it's a daytime staple. The price is right, right? The sick, You're sick, you can watch it. But the thing I loved about CBS All Access and before that CBS.com, which is now Paramount Plus, is that you can watch The Price is Right at like three o'clock in the afternoon, four o'clock in the afternoon. So you don't have to fake being sick to watch The Price is Right. You can watch it every day. Do people watch it every day? Sometimes, I don't know. But that is what got me thinking. When it eventually goes the way of CBS Daytime, and CBS All Access, or, or sorry, Paramount Plus, how long will they continue to keep prices right on the air before they go, we're losing money on this because 
every streaming service is losing money on something. That's what I want to know. When it's going to come down to budget cuts on the uh, global perspective of Paramount Plus, what's it going to be for let's make a deal to get the axe and the prices right? What's it going to take for Survivor to go under? That's the questions I'm wondering. Because for right now, CBS is renewing everything. And thumbs up, thank you. But at the same time, it's a how long? Because, I mean, they fucking rebooted Rugrats and nothing fucking happened with that. I what's up with Nickelodeon? What's up with Comedy Central? What's all of these little minor offerings? What are they going to do on television? I don't I don't have that answer. I wish I did. But that's a that's a forecast kind of question. Oh, well. So that is uh, about it. Uh, finally, Wrestle 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 Corner. I, I haven't watched uh, AEW. I, I watched the Royal Rumble, and that was it. Oh, the Sami Zayn. I didn't watch uh, Elimination Chamber. From what I'm hearing, there's discourse because Sami Zayn lost to Roman Reigns. Yeah, makes sense. Because they're going to try and build a storyline for WrestleMania. And Cody Rhodes. If Cody Rhodes wins, then hey, he gets the big rub because he beat Roman Reigns. But at the same time, if Cody loses, it doesn't fucking matter because then he could do another chase. And next WrestleMania could be Sami Zayn's attempt. Or I don't, I don't know. Wrestling is weird. The last thing I wanted to talk about uh, was I keep saying that. I was like, oh, yeah, that's right. I was going to talk about this is syndication woes and wrestling. AEW still no word on where it's going to go. And that is kind of the big question. Is it going to be on HBO Max? Is it going to be on Discovery? Where can there be a collaboration with BattleBots? It's basically the final question I want to know is, can they collaborate with BattleBots? Because I think that would be a winning combination. BattleBots and AEW. Just saying. Alright, so. That is it for today's episode. I hope you enjoy Kirby. Uh, Return to Dreamland Deluxe. Um... It's not really going to get the same amount of advertising as, say, the Kirby in Forgotten Land. But hey, people might like it. But before we go, because I, I, I just want to try it one more time. I want to end on uh, some really weird music. So let's. Let's get some smooth suspense. Let's go back to Sound Draw and have a new ending theme as we close out the show. It'll probably sound terrible, but that's just the way it is. That is our show tonight.
Thank you so much for tuning in. If you like this episode, hit me up on social media at Jordha, J-O-R-D-H-A. Uh, you can check out patreon.com slash for more content. Uh, hit me up on Discord and more stuff around. It's a live show. Um, and more stuff along the way. Um, and we'll hopefully have more fun soon. If you have any questions, let me know. Uh, that's just the way it is. Oh, at midnight, uh, hit me up. I, I would like to do at midnight. Anyway, that's our show. Goodbye! Goodbye.